Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Good evening, everyone, and uh, welcome again as we continue our uh, study. Uh, Hosea, chapter, uh, we, we started chapter four last time, and uh, five, I mean, sorry. I was just testing if you're awake or not. It's very good, awake. very good, good sign. And uh, and we'll move on with, uh, with, uh, with five and uh, six also today, because again, the, the message, as we said, uh, is, is the same. And just uh, again, six takes it actually into a different, into a different uh, level, as we will see today. So back again to the point of uh, the whole thing from the beginning of, of Hosea, uh, God who felt his people left him. And then uh, because of that, the best thing that he would do and who would uh, in order to, 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 to get that message is to say, okay, to Hosea, the prophet, go take a wife. Uh, she's a prostitute. She will give you children out of prostitution. And then you will love her and you bring her back and you will do this and this and this and that as this is what I'm doing with my people also. And moving on, as we said, the first three chapters are more of of introduction, uh, then chapter uh, four is the, the 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 case itself, and then chapter five, as we said last time, is more of the verdict, the time that there is actually uh, here is what your what your problem is. Um, just to kind of go with uh, with with what we we said last time uh, in chapter four, in, in in chapter five also, which is the idea of. Uh, here is here is your problem, and here is it's it is the time. Uh, as we said, it is the time now to, <laughs> to uh, sit together and to see exactly what's happening and where are we at with all this. So uh, I'm just gonna go through what we, we we talked about last time, and then move on with uh, with today's message. Hear this, O priest, pay attention, O house of Israel, give ear, O house of the king. And as we said last time, this is basically again what everyone. Right? The message is for everyone. There is no difference between a priest and a king and a, and a layman. They're all in trouble, basically. Right? Uh, and we talked about the Mizpah, we talked about the, 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 the place of Tabor, and then talking to them about uh, the idea. We talked a lot about the, 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 where they are trying to find justice uh, for themselves on account or, uh, of, of other people also. So basically, again, their deeds do not permit them to return to their God for the spirit of whoredom is within them and they know not the Lord. The pride of Israel testifies to his face. Israel and Ephraim shall stumble in his guilt. Judah also shall stumble with them. And he's here bringing up again the problem uh, or digging into, into, into the actual issue, which is, which is pride, right? Like this is, this is why. Um, let me just continue to read that and in order to, to, to highlight a couple of things that I want to highlight in chapter five before I actually want to move on to chapter six uh, after that. But after he, he, he brought them, the, brought their case, and after he told them from the beginning that uh, the judgment is yours, there is a judgment that's going to happen, here's your verdict, and then he says uh, from verse 8, blow the horn in Gibeah, the trumpet in Ramah, sound the alarm at Beth Avon, we follow you, O Benjamin. Again, the idea of the judgment will come here, it will come in the shape of what? In the shape of the enemy that will come and actually take them into captivity. Okay, so this is the idea that that 
the, the, the punishment will come or the wake up call, if you can see it, it will come from the enemy who is coming to you and will, will, will take you into captivity. But then comes chapter verse, verse 10 specifically is, is very, very interesting aspect. Um, Ephraim shall become a desolation in the day of punishment among the tribes of Israel. I make known what is sure. And then look at verse 10. The princes of Judah have become like those who move the landmark upon them. I will pour out my wrath like water. So what is he talking about here? As, as, as we said from the beginning, the, 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 the message is mainly for the people of Israel, right? And then he also takes a, a step back and says that, okay, this is also, uh, be careful, you people of Judah, because something will happen also to you if you don't pay attention. But look at what he's trying to to, to uh, get the, 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 the princes of Judah to be watchful for. It says, the princes of Judah have become like those who move the landmark. What does that mean? What do you think that means? Those who move the landmark, or in the other translation, those who move the boundaries. Reminding them that maybe they, they think like they own the land. Not, not in that sense, but like... Okay own the people, own the land, own what they get to do. Okay. It's close, close to the meaning that they actually have control, control right. over control. over the territories, over the land. Okay, what else? What do you think? The princes of Judah have become like those who move the landmark. Basically, what they would do is actually, again, this is between them and between Israel. So there was actual landmark, those boundaries. Okay. So what they what would they do? Because they are prideful and they want to, 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 to have more, they would move, literally move the landmark, move, literally move the, the, the boundaries of their land. And so instead of it's like, you know, uh, 10 miles, for example, the, 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 the extended to 20 miles. So they're actually literally cheating by removing the boundaries, right? In order to gain more territories, right? But also the reason I wanna stop at this because that has a very, very, very uh, important also um, uh, meaning, spiritual meaning, right? Just think with me here, what does it mean when you actually, you're moving the boundaries, you're moving the landmarks, right? In what way we can apply this to our spiritual life in our struggle? Can, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes, you're right. You're not. You're not strict, and you're not yeah. not strict. You're not. They're justified. Right. <laughs> Maybe something like that. Something like that. Right. But in the wider, in the wider idea and, and meaning, which is that uh, that uh, that there is there is. Uh, a meaning of of doing whatever it takes in order to 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 gain something, right? Uh, one second, excuse me, guys. Hello. Hi. Good evening. Hello. Welcome. I'm from Israel. Yes, yes. And 
Sure. Yes. Welcome. Definitely. Have a seat. We have a small group here and some people on uh, on uh, joining online also. Yes. The names again. Nice to meet you, Jacob, Kiro, and George. Okay. Thank you. Have a seat. Have a seat. So we're uh, we're studying uh, uh, the book of uh, of Hosea from the Old Testament, uh, which is again I was just explaining the idea. The whole idea of the book of Hosea is uh, is uh, God wants to bring His people back to Him. You know, and if you do you have any any background on 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 the book of Hosea at all or not? Okay, okay. That's that's. So the idea again that he's trying to tell the people uh, that by moving away from God, you are actually acting like the wife that is cheating on her husband because God loves us as the, 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 the we are his bride. So he takes that message to Hosea the prophet and tell him actually go out and find for yourself a wife and that wife would be a prostitute and bring her in and show her love and show her how you're actually trying to, to, uh, to bring her back as God is trying to bring us back to his bosom again. So that's kind of like the, 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 the whole idea of that. And we're moving with that to what we're, we're, we're studying right now, chapter five, where he is uh, giving the message of, of okay, I've, I've told you to come back. I've told you not to go after your own needs because that, that was basically the problem with, with, of the people that, they just went after another or different provider than God himself. So they want to find whatever is satisfying for themselves. And by doing that, they forgot, they forgot about God and used the other gods as their husband in a way, right? Following the, the thing. So here he is in chapter five, he's talking to them from the beginning again, that, uh, that uh, listen, and he's talking to everybody, to the priest, to the house of Israel, to the king, listen, because you know, there, 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 is, a, there is a consequence to what you've done. And just continuing in your spirit of, of, of cheating on God is not going to help you. And we know from the, from the history that he actually allowed uh, uh, the Assyrian and, and uh, at one point to take them captive and to take them away from, from their land as some kind of, 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 of punishment for them. So we were just discussing the verse here. He's now talking to the to the kingdom of Judah, which is uh, which is the, the the southern kingdom, saying the princes of Judah have become like those who move the landmark, in verse in verse ten, and, and we're discussing the idea of moving the landmark, meaning that we are uh, in, in 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 too many circumstances and too many situation. We are uh, we justify what we do, right? So we're discussing what does it mean to move the landmark, to move the boundaries. Right? Like God wants us to have boundaries, right? And here, here you are as my children, here you are as my nation, here you are as my people. And I put boundaries for you, right? In order to follow, in order to, again, not out of, of authoritative uh, figure, but out of love, out of protection, right? But then because of, of some reasons, as you will discuss, you see that in the literal meaning here, actually the people of Judah actually move the landmark because they want to take more land, right? So if you have, you know your your fence is right here, and you, you you want your neighbor's land also. So you move the fence beyond that in order to acquire more land for yourself, right? So that, that's the idea 
of, of moving the landmark. And we were discussing what is the, the, the practicality and what's the application of that in our own life when we deal with God in a way that sometimes we actually find ourselves moving the landmark, right? Instead of having, you know, certain boundaries that God wants, wants us to, to us, we're actually, we're, we're, uh, we're, not, we're not really understanding where, where and what the commandments are. So by doing that, we actually start to move that in order to be flexible in a way, right? So, guys, do you, do you think of any other example? You know, I know Kiri here said mentioned one example. Do you, do you think do you think of any other examples that we actually, in our understanding of the relationship with God, we kind of we kind of move the boundaries, right? So, so we can move more. Yes. I feel everything that we tend to justify to ourselves, okay, knowingly that it may not be necessarily the right way or the right path. But we still somehow, or for some reason, we still choose to mm. defy it. Mm. To yes, kind of yes. pretty much extend the the landmark, extend the landmark, and, right. and still feel right. not feel guilty or bad. So that's it. a good point here because during that time, do we do we know that we're doing something wrong or not? Like when we when when when, when I move my landmark, right? Yeah. Do we know or we don't know that actually this is there's is, there is a problem with that? We know. Yeah. We 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 don't or we do. Who who said something? We do know. It is hundred percent we, we know. Yes. So That's why do why we bring the landmark? Yeah. Yeah. But it's is it again, what, what would be the reason for that, removing those landmarks for 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 not abiding by what what to satisfy our needs? To satisfy the needs. That's one thing. Right. What else? To do what you want so that you can do whatever it is that you want to do or gain whatever it is you want to gain. Right. Right. And that, that's actually from the text here. If you, if you remember, we talked about this last time when he talks about in verse five, the pride of Israel testifies to his face. Right. Because I'm so old, the, the, the person that is so, you know, that, that, that's so proud or prideful. The main thing, again, is because of my own needs, as Irene is saying, right? So because of that, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, right? So if I say, okay, no, be careful, you know, your boundaries are so and so and so, like, that, that's okay, I can move those. I'm flexible with that, right? I can, based on, or another, uh, another, another situation is, is our understanding of the relationship itself. I can set boundaries on Sunday when I go to church, right? And then, right, the moment I'm out of the church, great. I'm free. No, no boundaries, no landmarks, right? Why is that again? Because of the same thing, because of just not understanding. Remember, again, the whole idea of Hosea is the love of God as the bridegroom for his wife, right? So imagine this, you know, if between both husband and wife, since this is the actual metaphor of the whole book, between a husband and wife, and there definitely there are boundaries, right? There are limitations and, and landmarks that kind of protect that relationship, right? Based on what? Not based on fear, not based on anybody threatening the other, but based on love. We both love each other and we, here, is, here is what we set for our relationship as the boundaries, right? And anybody will, 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 will extend those or move those boundaries definitely will hurt the other, right? And when, when I hurt the other, if there is true love, 
what would be the normal reaction knowing that I hurt my spouse? Yep. But what is the action? Say sorry. Say sorry, exactly. Oh. Yes. Just, yeah, as simple as say but, sorry, right? Yeah. So how would you act? How would you act, right? You know, if, if you know, and like, no, that, that, that was not the intention, whatever that is, I'm sorry, I made a mistake and that's what, let's move forward with that, exactly. So here, that's why I wanted to, to stop at this verse in verse 10, because it's very, very, very practical, actually. And, and very, very uh, important to understand, because a lot of times we move those boundaries without noticing, right? Because it's comfortable. It's comfortable. If God says, love your enemy, right? Okay, this is your boundary. This is your landmark, right? But when, when I have that person that is, that is I, I cannot stand, right? No. I'll move the boundaries closer, right? Because this is so, you're asking so much, right? Abuna, sometimes also how we interpret the scriptures or like how we cherry pick the verse that suits the situation that we want. Right, the way we understand the scripture itself. And that will come next, by the way. And that's why I want to jump to, to chapter six after this. The way we understand the scripture, like, you know, you can understand in a different way based on what? Based on our needs, again. And it becomes even worse and worse, Doreen, when, when it comes out of, of churches, right? So, you know, we, we, the, the scripture is clear, but then this group will, will no, no, I think this will better sound this way if we understand it this way, because it fits the need of whatever, right? Right, yeah, it could be, because then you are, that's why, if you remember last, last chapter, we were talking about his message to the priests. Why the priests? Because the priests are the people who are, that are common to be responsible of teaching at that time. The priests at that time, they are the people who are teaching the Torah, teaching the commandments of the people. So, and that's what we said, you know, if the, if the teachers are, are, are corrupted, then the people are corrupted. And then the people, in order to make it better, they will, they will actually follow the commandments to offer more sacrifices. Though, so the priests are benefiting from the meat that's been offered. So it goes on to that cycle and the end of the day everybody is what happy well satisfied something. satisfied i don't want to say happy satisfied <laughs> but everybody is, is corrupted right the whole system is, is feeding on each other right if, if all what you want to hear from me today is you know what you're good and you're fine and there's no problem okay then i'm giving you the wrong teaching right why because the teaching based on the scripture is let's evaluate and let's see exactly and let's come back again and offer repentance Right? And understand that we are so valued in his eyes. Again, he is the one. That's why, if you remember in verse in chapter two, when he said that you no longer call me Baal, but call me what? Husband. You're not calling me master anymore, but you're calling me husband because we have that very, very intimate relationship, right? Between God and between his people. Right. So those those are very important things that we a lot of times we don't pay attention to, right? When when again we act according to our own wisdom, according to our own pride, or according to our own comfort, and then we start we realize we don't realize actually, or sometimes we realize as you we were saying, that that the boundaries are moved, right? It's much more stretched, right? And it's interesting, and I've probably said this before when, when I was asking, do you think when we stretch those boundaries, do we know or do we don't know? Definitely we know. I, I remember very well as, as you know, one of the time we, we as I do the, the 
the prison ministry and we we're asking actually the inmates at one point so we can't ask them what's your problem what's your what's your uh why you're here for but but they're they're able to share with us and and the question came at one point like when when you did whatever you did that got you to this were you aware that this is something wrong or right were you aware that this is something that you shouldn't do probably everyone said yes like absolutely yes we knew exactly that this is i shouldn't have done this but i did i've done it so something that's very very important to, to realize that uh, don't move the, the, the landmark don't move the boundaries know your boundaries know where, where, what is the boundaries of that relationship what are the boundaries of us living as the children of christ right because that's the main boundary right we are all called christian right why christian because we carry his name right that means that i have to carry that name with me and function and and behave and act and live even in my own room as his so that's what he's talking about here. Be, be, care, be careful. The princes of Judah have become like those who move the landmark. And then he moves on again. Ephraim is oppressed, crushed in judgment. Uh, but then he goes on. Uh, uh, when Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah his wound, <clears throat> then Ephraim went to Assyria and sent to the great king. Again, this is another thing. So when after God exposed their problem and exposed their, 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 their sickness, Instead of them going to God, where did he go? To the king of Assyria, which is the other power. At that time, Assyria is the most powerful uh, force on, on earth at that time, to the point that he actually defeated Egypt and he took, uh, took pretty much the whole empire, right? So he's saying that in opening step, when, when you knew that you are wrong, right, and there is a wound and there is sickness, instead of going to God to fix you, you went to where? To the enemy. Right? He went to the king of Assyria and sent to the great king, but he is not able to cure you or heal your wound. That sounds familiar, right? In what way sounds familiar? When, yes, George. When we go to do our bad habits, we make us feel better. Right. When we're down. When we realize that there is sickness, there is wound, right? So instead of going to the physician, I go to the mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's basically what it is. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And well, the mechanic is not going to help me. <laughs> right. But because again, of 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 as as Doreen was saying, we 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 cherry pick and we are so selective. Like, no, I don't want to go to my creator, who is the only one that can heal me from my sickness, from my wound. I'll go to the king of Assyria. Right? I'll go to somebody else that is able, I think, and I, I believe that is able to do what? To give me the healing. Right? Exactly. And that's why we all get into, into, into trouble of, of, of certain other habits, bad habits, for example. Right? I'm under so much stress and everything, and, 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 and I can't you know, um, move on. I can't focus. So, okay. Instead of going to God and say, help me, I go to express my, my stress and my, 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 my anxiety where with other things, right? And that's where it comes drinking issues, that's where it comes uh, pornography, that's where it comes drugs, that's where it comes everything. This, this is the other king, the king of Assyria, that I go to to, uh, to to ask for healing. And that is very, very sarcastic in a way, right? 
When Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah his wound, then Ephraim went to Assyria and sent to the great king, but he is not able to cure you or heal you or heal your wound. Like, are you? <laughs> yes. Like, how could you do that? How could you do that? How you, could you, you, can, you, can, you can leave the great physician and go and ask somebody else to heal your wounds. Right? And at the end of the day, the result is what? Those wounds are what? Something bigger. Bigger, worse and worse. Worse and worse. I think we've all been there, right? We've all been there. You feel down, you feel stressed, you feel guilty, you feel whatever. And instead of actually coming back again to God, you know, like, okay, I'm going to go find my own way, right? Maybe. I have a question. Yes. So when we are down and we have like a problem, I know we, we are supposed to pray about it and talk to God about it, but also like, how about venting to other people? And what is, where is the line between venting and gossiping? That's a good question. Where is the line between venting and gossiping? Again, number one is, is going to God with our own problems doesn't mean that we are not, or we're not sure, we're not able to vent to each other, right? But again, I think we all know, Doreen, in our hearts, the actual purpose of, of our talk, right? Like, if, okay, I really want to talk to you, or actually, I'm going to take this opportunity to talk about George and just kind of like, you know, destroy you. Right. So I think deep down in, in, in our hearts, we all know that. We all know, like, okay. And, and, and that's where the watchfulness comes. This is watchfulness is something that's very, very important. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm venting to my friend or to my, you know, to a person that I'm talking about my issue, but I need to be watchful because, as you said, it's as we talked before about it in the last, in the last chapter, it's like a, like a snare, like a trap, right? You can start to vent, but meanwhile, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're judging and you're, you're you know, uh, bad-mouthing the person and everything, right? And sometimes it feels good because you are already stressed and you are already uh, frustrated and you just want to bring everything uh, out. And that comes in a way, a lot of times, that actually turns into, into more of, of gossiping or judging or or something like that. So I think it's, we know, but we need to be watchful again, what we what we say, kind of, that's what we say, like slow and speak, right? So not everything that comes to my mind, I'm just gonna spill it out right away, yeah. right? So take take the time and, and especially again, that's why we also, we always say that it's very important before doing something like that, just kind of settle down first, take some time, pray more, ask God guidance more. So you're not just reacting to the bitterness or the frustration or the anger that we have, right? Because definitely if you do it this way, it will come out as fresh, right? Yeah. And exactly, exactly what you meant, right, right. Especially when you're talking to somebody and, and okay, all of a sudden, like, no, I really, you know, trashed that person in front of so-and-so, right? I can't, I can't believe I did this. I mean, we were talking, we we're just venting and then, but, you know, and it happens all the time, right? Again, and that, that relates also to moving the boundaries, moving the landmark, right? Because it's, it's more of a protection for myself. When I do that, I feel good, right? I feel that I'm, I'm stronger. I feel that I am more comfortable or whatever that is. But actually I'm moving the landmarks that I'm actually starting to what? To hurt the other, hurt the other right? Thank you. 
so that that's another another very 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 kind of like uh, 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 important and very uh, awakening verse 513 when Ephraim saw his sickness and drew the, his wound then Ephraim went to Assyria and sent to the great king but he is not able to cure you or heal you very straightforward like wake up you know why keep going to the wrong person to get healing right why keep going to the world why keep going to your uh, drink why you keep going to your habit why you keep going to your computer why you keep going to your drugs why keep going to why we all know it doesn't bring any healing it makes it worse and worse okay. while he's standing and saying what come as we said in, in a couple of chapters before, I'm ready to take you to the wilderness and allure you and talk to you and show you the love and show you everything. So I will return again, then ends the, ends the chapter, chapter five. I will return again to my place. This is God. Until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face. <laughs> I will return again to my, okay, you don't want them again. I'm not sure the beginning of the chapter, he was saying that you won't be seeing me if you call for my name. So it's kind of right, right, with the same, with, with the, the same, same thing, set, yeah. with the same thing. And again, as we said before, you know, in 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 the original, there was no chapter. There were no chapters, so the whole text was together. Oh. Sometimes there are no even verses, just like the whole text flowed. So mm -hmm. for for the writer to actually uh, uh, give the the connotation of this is a different topic now, he would repeat the text. In a way that okay, here is. Did you get it? <laughs> like so, that's not necessarily in every. No, because again, like we like like we don't have what we have now, like punctuation and and commas and and, and statement and verse. It wasn't like that. The whole word, the whole the whole text was just one one row basically, right? And so keep reading and reading and reading. So what gives you the understanding that this is done is when you feel when you hear the message again, like okay, that must be again. I made my point now, <laughs> right? He made the author made his point and he's going to move on to something else. Right? Mm -hmm. so we have to put this in, keep this in mind as we reading the text, especially the Old Testament, because that gives us understanding again, right? So it's not just a repetition or just, you know, no, he's actually, okay, here is my point. I made my point. Now I'm ready to move on to something else, mm -hmm. right? And you see this very, very, very clear here. So here is, this is chapter five. Again, the judgment is coming. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what you are continuing to do, to, to do and here's your problem. But then he starts to shift the text into something that is, that is very, very important and very, very beautiful. So chapter six, I'll just read the first um, six verses and then, and then, Keep, keep again what we what we were discussing in mind as we move to that because you 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 you'll sense and you'll feel the different text, right? So that's why again he moved or he repeated that and made this point that okay the point is I am stepping aside till you come back to me, period, right? He said it three times, four times, he said it like hundred times. It is it is the same thing, you know. I'm waiting for you to come, right? So chapter six. Come, let us return to the Lord. For he has, torn, he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down and he will bind us up. Who, who is speaking here? No. no. The, or, or, the people. The, yeah. the people. Yeah. The, the people that Hosea was talking to. Because again, remember before in chapter 5, Sigar was saying what in 5.15, as you said, and 5.13, when they were, 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 were sick, they went and 
asked healing from from the king of Assyria. Right? So now the people, as if the people actually got the message. You want us Assyria. Ephraim went to Assyria. Ephraim is again oh, another Ephraim. name oh, of Israel. Is Ephraim is, is the is the biggest uh, uh, tribe in, in, in Israel. So the texts always use Ephraim or uh, Israel as as a name for the for the northern kingdom, right? So here he is telling them that you went and and, and, and although you are sick, although you are wounded, you went and asked healing from somebody else. So as if they got the message, right? And you you know why I'm saying as if they got the message because they still didn't get the message. So when they heard that, that's them saying what? Come, let us return to the Lord. Does it sound good or bad? Good. Sounds very good. But then they start saying he has torn us. Not only that. Which means they partially acknowledge what they've done, but yet they're complaining about it. They're complaining, but still they are saying that you still have the authority. You are the one who torn us, but you are the one who is able to heal us. That but sounds sarcastic about it, not like joyful. That's very good, uh, Irini. We'll find out why is that sounds like sarcastic. Because God himself, as we always say, the text always explains itself. So let's read the text and see exactly what's happening here. And you will tell me. Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will, he will raise us up that we may live before him. Let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is sure as the dawn. He will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth. Sounds very good. Sounds people are very, very faithful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Basically, they are saying that God has authority. He has everything. He is the one who will bring us down. He's the one who raises us up. He's the one who will give us life. He is the one who, who presses us to know him. He is like the showers. He's, right? No. Okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly no. Because that's okay. From verse 4 is what is God answering them. Right? <laughs> what shall I do with you, Ephraim? <laughs> What shall I do with you, O Judah? Your love is like a morning cloud, like the dew that goes early away. <laughs> it's a beautiful text, if you understand it. Therefore, I have hewn them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth. And my judgment goes forth as the light. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice. The knowledge of God rather than burnt up. So from, from those last three verses, you see that God is what? Was he pleased with the first three verses? Why is, why is that? Because their love doesn't last. Because what again? Their love doesn't la last. Their love doesn't last. Thank you, Darin. Exactly. Exactly. Because they're just doing it for what? For what for, reason? For forgiveness. For forgiveness. Just a temporary. Just right. maybe they felt bad for a second. Right, but it's not the actual genuine, real it's not coming from radical change. And he knew that. So when they said, come, let us return to the Lord, like, why, are you, why, why, why do you want to return to the Lord? I want to see action, not right. Right. See it? And again, it's very, 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 very true because we all fall into that, right? We, again, remember that, right? The, 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 the passage before that, that he made his point clear that there is going to be what? 
punished. There's going to be judgment, right? Exactly. So what came to the mind? Okay, well, this is, sounds very bad. This is terrible, right? So let's return to the Lord because he is the author. He is the one that can give life. He's a, but was this a real genuine return? According to the book, no. God says that no. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, why is God so picky? Like, they're, they're, aren't you saying from the beginning, come back to me and return to me? Here they are, they're returning. They learned the lesson. He goes, no, I don't want that. If you remember in the, in, the, in, the, in the beginning of the study, I said that Hosea gives us a very, very, very clear view of how God deals with us and what God wants from each one of us, right? Because again, we can all be in the shoes of the people here Then, when we hear that there is punishment or when we hear that things are bad and when we are moved by whatever uh, life circumstances, okay, things are, I should, I should go back again. I should return again, right? But that's not based on the right reason, right? Why, why is that? Because it's right there, right? And you, you can see even playing with the words. I mean, he, they are saying that God is the what? In verse three, he will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth. So God replies right away and say what? Your love is like the dew of the morning that disappears and evaporates right away, <laughs> right? So you see the playing, playing with the words also in a, in, a, in, a, in, a very, in a very beautiful way, right? Like you're saying that God is, you know, he is the rain that will shower us with all the mercy and all the grace and all this and that. And he's like, wait a minute. You know, think twice before you say, because that's not what's on your heart. That's not what's on your heart, right? How? Because he's God. He knew and he knows. He knows the heart. As we talked last time, he knows exactly everything. He knows when we say, okay, let's come back to him, whether this is actually genuine change yeah. or just because of what, of whatever. So the one thing that we can probably take out of this is when he says, or when we say, come, let's return to the Lord. Let's ask ourselves, why? Why do you want to return to the Lord? So someone will say, okay, maybe, yes, what's wrong if I want to return of to, to return to the Lord out of fear. Is he doesn't want you to that? return. He doesn't want you to return because of fear. He wants you to return because of love. He just yes. said it. Yes. Yes, he wants to wants you to come back out of love. But as we said before, even if that love will start with the fear, it's okay. Right. Because sometimes, you know, again, each one of us is different and each one of us can, can react different to the word of God. Some, someone might be moved out of, of fear, right? You know, we just had, you know, a funeral at church last week. And then, you know, with the idea of, of death and sudden death or whatever, I start to think about death. And as we talked last week about it, some of you said, I'm afraid. That was actually Saturday. Bible study. I'm afraid of death. And so maybe that will actually move something. That's fine. But don't continue with that mindset of, of, of basing and, 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 and establishing the relationship based on what? Only on fear. So, yes. So wouldn't God think that we, because we're acting out of fear, that that's a motivation, not necessarily out of the heart? 
<laughs> I mean, that's similar to pretty much what the people of uh... It will continue to work with each one of us, definitely. But the problem is, and we'll see this more and more in, in, in the, the, the epic of this, ver of this chapter and prior the whole book, which is verse six. I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice. Right? The problem is when that fear becomes, motivates me to do or to act only without changing, right? So here, what, what, what is the meaning of verse six? I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice. What was the problem? In order for them to return to God, they thought that the only thing that they can do or the only thing that is required for them is what? Is to offer sacrifice, right? Exactly, again, you know what? I know that I'm not really faithful in my relationship to God, but you know what? Maybe I'm going to give the tithe here and there. Right? Maybe I'm just going to come to a study. Maybe I'm just going to show up uh, at church on Sunday for an hour. And here you go. I give you something. Right? I'm sacrificing my time. I'm sacrificing my money. Goes, no, I don't want this. Right? Yes, thank you that you're coming, but that's not what I want. That's not what I'm after. Again, think of it from the view and from the position of the bridegroom that he is waiting for his bride to come in love, right? That's it. And that's why he, he uses that. I, I, I desire love. I don't desire sacrifice. I want love. Right? How can we have that love? That's a different story. We talk about it later. But, but again, according to the context here now, again, he's saying, okay, if you really want to come to me and you are acknowledging that I am the author of life and I am the one who can heal and who can turn and who can struck and can bind and can give life and can give everything, do you really mean it or not, right? Exactly if, if, if like, okay, here we are, all of us here, and we are, regardless of our background, we're all Christian, and, and we all believe in God, right? Okay, show me that faith in your action. What is that, right? It's not enough to wear a cross or to say I'm Christian or to do this and this and that, okay? That's what he's saying, show me love. Show me love. How can I show him love? That is the question. What do you think? How can I show him love? Through actions. Through actions. Like what, Irene? Mm. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff you can do to like love one another. Exactly. To forgive, to right. like all the, the things, you know? That's a really big, there's tons of stuff you can do. Right. The basic thing is loving each other. Is mm -hmm. that, that relationship with each other. Because that's how we reflect our relationship with him when we are dealing with each other, right? Going back again to your point, Doreen, again, of, of the line between just venting and gossiping, right? Like mm -hmm. if, we, if we are continuously getting that love from God, we would, out of love, we, we don't want to hurt anybody else, right? Whether that person is in front of me or not. I think of that person as actually, you know, I pray for the person more and more, right? And, and I, 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 I ask for forgiveness and I ask for excuses for that person, right? Like, no, I don't think he meant that. She wasn't really that, that rude, right? Maybe she's just having a bad day or something. I try to find excuse for the people versus like, look at her again, or look at him again. Here you go. He always talks to me like that. He never says whatever, right? So we, can, we have to reflect that relationship between us and God in our relationship with each other. 
And that's from the first command, from, from, the, from, the, from the first, from the, from the Old Testament right away, from the commandment. Love God and love your neighbor, right? So, so here, is, here is what he's talking about. Again, he is, you know, he's saying, okay, you want to return to me, ask yourself, first of all, why do you want to return, right? As if, and that comes in, in a very, 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 very uh, true understanding of, of our faith as Orthodox and our understanding of the salvation. Because according to this, something has to happen internally, right? Not just things from the outside. And who is the only person can change the, the, the inside? The creator himself. Right? And that's why that's that's what Athanasius said. That Athanasius said that only the Creator can heal His creation. And that's why God became man. Right? So besides the idea that yes, He came to pay our debt and to die for us and forgive us our sins, which is beautiful, yes. But there's something much more than that, which is what when when He took our nature, He changed that nature. Right. So when we are in Him. We, 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 we are renewed with the new nature, which is, and that's what actually he talks about it later on, which is the nature before the fall, right? When Adam and Eve were actually communicating with God. And as we always say, it's not only restoration to that original, but elevation. Because Adam and Eve were not one with God, right? They were communicating, but with, with, the incarnation with the resurrection with the eucharist we become one with him right? so that's more actually elevation not just restoration there's a difference right so we're better than that's what we pray in the liturgy we say that you gave us the things that the angels desire to see because the angels based on the scripture they hide their face from your glory right but we are able to be in his presence without any veil so here's what he's trying to say that, you know, yes, you want to, to, to return, but think again twice. What is the reason? Why are you returning to me? Because based on God knowing our heart, like, what should I do with you? <laughs> right? Like you're, you're keeping, you're, you're, you're getting yourself out of, a, of, a, of, a, of an issue into a bigger issue, right? So you were going out as the prostitute, as the harlot that is going and, and, and trying to find her needs from other people and left me. And then you learn that I am not happy with that. So you going to come back to me, but not with your full heart. So you actually make it worse. That's why he said, what should I do with you? Right? You didn't, you haven't got the lesson yet. What should, I, what, what should I do with you, Ephraim? What should I do with you, Judah? Your love, and here he, he exposed them more and more and more. Your love is like the morning cloud, like the dew that goes early away. You know the morning dew? What happens to it after one, two hours when the sun comes up? It's gone. So it's very, very, very important and very sad also when God talks to us and says, what your love is like the morning dew, right? It's not lasting. Why it's not lasting? Because again, you don't want to fully return to me. Right? You're still, your heart is still divided. You want to have both, right? You still want your other husbands. You still want me as your husband, right? So at the end of the day, 
you lose this and you lose that. Right? You're not getting healed and you're not getting connected with me. Right? And that's where we get into that vicious cycle and we lose hope of everything. So I don't want this, I don't want this. I'm just going to you know, leave and live on my own. Nobody tells me anything. I'm just going to find my own way. Right? I don't want to even hear about it. Right? That's exactly what, what happens to us. Why? Because we're, we're lost. Therefore, look at this. I have hooned them by the, by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of the, my mouth and my judgment goes forth as light. What do you think of this verse? What does it mean? I don't know what means. Okay, very good. Hasab in Hebrew, which means what? Look at this, this is very important. You know, when, when we have a piece of, uh, of stone and you make a sculpture out of it, so you're honing the stone, right? You're cutting it, you're, you're, you're engraving, right? That's what it is. So I will, basically what he's saying is that I, was, I, will, I will reshape you, right? I will, as if your heart is that, is that hard and stone, I will actually, you know, chisel. You know, if you've seen that video, remember? Some of you have seen that before, you know? As, as God, we are his masterpiece, right? And he brings in, it's, it's a, uh, a skit that, that uh, the, the, the person, as if he is God, who's actually chiseling away things from here and from there and removing this and removing that in order to bring all the beauty with all the pain and all the struggle. So he is saying what the only way, this is very important, the only way that you will actually return to me in the right way when I, who knew? With what? By what? Here it says. By the prophets and by the word. The prophet, what, what is the function of the prophet? Give us the word of God. Right? So as if saying the one way that will hone us and will make us actually repent in the right way is when we submit ourselves to what? To the word of God. And he, he repeats the same thing. We, we, when we look at it, it sounds like very, very vulgar and very you know, uh, 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 bad that I've slain them by the words of my mouth. But the actual meaning here that actually in order for you to come back and to return to me in a good way, you have to actually to die. Okay? So the word of God, what would the word of God do to us? Puts us to death. Kill us. Kill that heart that is what? That is so callous to bring something new right and that's exactly the, the the function of the word of god right and that's why when we say we need to 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 have that daily connection and daily time with the word of god because of that because of that if we really want to return to him in a good way in the right way if we really want to have that steadfast love not just offering sacrifice submit the heart to the word of god let the word of God hone, let the word of God uh, inscribe, work, right? And, and as if, you know, when you see, when you see the, 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 the potter and how he's working with the lump of clay, right? And the fingers are going deep and deep into the, 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 the lump sum itself in order to shape it, right? That hurts, right? Mm -hmm. but, but, the, 
the fathers actually say that the fingers of God is a symbol of the spirit, of the Holy Spirit. So that's how the Holy Spirit works, through the word of God. So when we are continuously and consistently submitting ourselves under the word of God, we are submitting ourselves to the work of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit can start to remove the sport, right? And kill the sport, and slay in the sport. St. Macarius of Egypt says that submit your heart to the knife of the Holy Spirit, talking about the spiritual circumcision. <laughs> submit your heart to the knife of the Holy Spirit, as if the Holy Spirit is what? Is the knife that is needed to order in order to cut off. Otherwise, we are not able to. Otherwise, we'll keep returning again to God with the same mindset of the people here. They said, okay, let us return to God because he's, he's struck us and he's able to bind us for a very limited time. Okay. And we're, we've all been there before. Like, okay, you know what? It's, uh, I think I've been, been far enough. Let's, you know, it's time to get myself together and get my acts together and move forward. And then, okay, without actual submission to the spirit. And then what happens after, you know, few months if you're lucky right? things go back again right? and because it goes back again you at one point you lose hope like okay there is like this is so tiring so just i'm not gonna do this anymore right everybody out there is living their life and they're happy and they're they're enjoying and they're having fun so why do i have to feel all the guilt all the time why do i have to feel all the problems all the time just forget about it right and once you say that that's it you're 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 totally submitting yourself to the authority of, of, of evil. So he just said very, very important uh, concept and very important lesson for us to, to, to learn that, okay, this is God. Therefore, I have. So before he said, what shall I do? There's, I cannot, there's nothing else I can do. But actually, there is something I can do. <laughs> I have wounded them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth and my judgment goes forth as the light. Here again, the light, which is the light of the word. That's why we always say that the word of God is like a light that shines and spots on the dark, dark, darkest areas of our life. You know, when I read, when I submit to the scripture and the scripture says, okay, don't do this. Be careful of this, right? Fix this. This is the light that sheds itself into the heart, into the soul, into the, 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 the whole being in order to let us come back again. Why? For that reason, for I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice the knowledge of God rather than the burned up. Uh, again, you see, as I said earlier, you see the, the, the way God is looking at his people, right? And the way actually it gives us a total understanding of how God deals with us, right? Throughout our, our life, you know, yeah, I'm going to leave you for now. I'm going to Tell you, I'm gonna. I'm waiting for you to return, but you come back again with the wrong understanding. So I'm gonna work with you more and more, right? I'm going to 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 willing to change, even if that hurts, right? To change the heart and to 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 kill the parts that needs to be to be dead, in order to bring back again you that you can offer me love, not just offering sacrifice. Right? I think something that you said once was um, like thinking of the bible is like your relationship with god because like when you read something you know that is hard to accept or do or not do or like setting the boundaries right like when you want to cross the boundaries if you think about it like you're it's not just a boundary or like a rule or whatever the bible is saying you do it you think of it as like 
God's relationship with you. This is what Christ needs from you. This is like something like you wouldn't do that to someone you love, you know, like you put it in your own. That always helped me. And I just thought that was, that's what I was thinking of when you were talking. That's definitely. Again, again, Irene, this is the whole, the whole uh, metaphor and the whole idea of Hosea, that, that love, right? That, that he is, he is uh, the, 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 our bridegroom and we are his bride and he is like acting and working and 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 pointing out several things at the end he wants us to come back to him in again in full love in full love not just offering sacrifices that doesn't mean anything or not just okay let's return to god because we should return right but it's a very very good way of, of us examining our ourselves and examining our our intentions and and the basis of of our relationship with him right whether if it really comes out of that, if it doesn't come out of love, again, he's he said, I am there to, I will take you to the wilderness and deal with, right? I'm willing to teach you how to love me, right? But come to me, don't reject, don't, don't, don't uh, uh, resist, right? So throughout the text, you see that he's always say, and that's what he said from the beginning, you know, what, you know, even though he said, I will call you not my people, but he goes back and said, I will call you my people, I will bring you back again, right? Why? Because that's that's his his ultimate reason of 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 having us here, right? And then definitely we can never we can never forget that this has to reflect on our relationship with each other, hundred percent. That's the true relationship that it has to reflect on our relationship with each other, how we can we can love each other, how we can uh, support each other, how we can be that light for each other instead of, uh, of adding more and more, especially again, obviously, especially in a time that everything is really hard and really doesn't make sense and, and everything is, is going into the wrong direction. So again, as he said, if, if, if the light that's in you becomes darkness, then, then who, will, who will light the world, right? If the salt is not helping, then it will be just uh, thrown away and be stumbled upon by feet. So. It's a, it's a good reminder for all of us that we need each other for that and we need to, to experience that love and to return to him for the right reason in order then we can actually uh, move, move on and bring other, as you will read more and more in the rest of the, of the book. Any other questions? I think two things we take this, this week is again examining, you know, if we are uh, moving the boundaries, moving the landmarks or not, and being careful with that. And the other thing is allowing the word of God to, 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 to kill the, what needs to be killed and to revive what needs to be revived. Right? Good. Okay, we shall continue chapter, uh, the rest of chapter six next time. And then move on again. We're as we said, we're like taking our time. You know, the whole book is uh, fourteen chapters, but uh, like we're, we're almost halfway. But I think it's it's very 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 important, very interesting text, uh, and it helps more and more if we read ahead of time. So just like put some effort into reading and into uh, studying the text, as we come with with that mindset of knowing what's happening, and then you might even have more and more questions that we can we can learn from each other all the time. Okay, let's pray and then we can let you guys go in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, my God. I mean, Lord, we thank you Lord, for all your goodness. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your love, Lord. Thank you for your words, your Holy Spirit, Lord, that always 
works in our heart, Lord, in order to uh, give us a uh, newness of life, Lord, that we, we live in the newness of life as, uh, as you want us to do, Lord. Lord, give us the, the, the understanding and the uh, mind and the heart that can uh, wants to return to you, Lord, uh, out of love, out of uh, steadfast love, Lord. Teach us how to love you. Pour your love in our hearts, Lord, by your spirit, that we can uh, connect and can stay contacted, stay, stay connected to you, Lord, all the time, Lord, as you are the source of life, Lord. Do not let our love, Lord, be like the, the morning dew, Lord, that uh, evaporates and disappears uh, very fast, Lord, but uh, let it be a steadfast love, Lord, that uh, grows, Lord, uh, till the fullness, Lord, that uh, you want us to be. Praying for all my brothers and sisters, for those who aren't with us, for those who are away from you, for those who do not know you, for those who want to leave you, Lord, do not leave them, for those who have no one to remember them. Remember everyone through the prayers of all your saints. And in your name, Lord, hear us when we Pray to you as you taught us, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth, give us this day. Forgive us our trespasses. Forgive our trespasses. Lead us not temptation, but deliver us. Thank you, George. Good to have you with us. Yes, can I have a question. Can we make a Can we make what again? Say again. A cup on Zoom. A CMP. Can I text you on the side, George? And, uh, can, we, can we make a C-A-M-P? Camp. Yeah, I'm uh, Which one you're talking about? I'm true. I can't, I'm true. No, I'm true. Um, let, um, let me find out and get back to you, George. I want to make a camp on Zoom. I want to make a camp. Sure, sure. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Actually, we'll have a day uh, on, on Saturday, the 17th or the 16th uh, that will have. Come. Yes, we can send you the Zoom link at that time. We'll announce more this coming week, Godwin. Yeah, yeah, because I want to come. Okay, definitely. We'd love to have you, George. Yeah. Okay, I'll send you more information. Okay, show okay. me up. Okay, we'll do that. Take care of yourself. Okay. Okay, bye, George. Bye. Thank you. God bless. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks, Abuna. Take care.